Namaste, Fumans. I'm Hibba. I'm Gabby. And, and welcome, welcome to the Fumans podcast. This podcast is for those that are tired of the Insta Perfect cliche and want some realness in their life. We can promise you real talk, human experiences, and lots and lots of laughter. Disclaimer. And a whole bunch of cursing. If you want to live, laugh, and learn, hit us up on the Instagram and be part, part of, of the, the human, human conversation. conversation. Let's go, Gabby. Let's do it. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about... We are doing a special human story with Luma Makhlouf. Luma is the co-creator, the chef, the waitress, the janitor, and all the hats that you can bring in entrepreneurship in Maiz Taco. If you haven't been to Maiz Tacos, it's like one of the best fucking Mexican taco places Literally in the Dubai. best. The best. Thank you. They even had Fat Joe come. Yeah. Yeah, they had everybody. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, Luma. Thank you, guys. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, Thank you for being excited. here. We're so excited me to too. have you I'm, here. I love you guys. You're super funny. Oh, I'm pretty much to, invited myself. But hey, you are funny also, so we are excited about this conversation. Yeah, I think what we need to establish yeah. is let's take turns <laughs> because we might all be talking at the same time and it's not going to be good for my yeah. editing. <laughs> that tends to happen when I'm in a room. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, Luma, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, okay, so I'm... Palestinian, Jordanian, American, don't really know at this stage of my life, but um, I was born in Amman, and then when I was like six months old, my parents immigrated to the States. I did about two decades there, mm -hmm. and then I ended up here, um, and I've been here now for 11 years. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I was in the startup tech world for a very, 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 very long time. <laughs> too long, apparently. Yeah, too long. <laughs> But I've always loved food. Like, my yeah. mom was in the food business. She's an amazing chef. Excuse me. And, um, yeah, I really, really wanted to get into it somehow, some way. So I did... I met my husband here in Dubai. And um, at around that time, I went to culinary school. And I was like, nope, not for me. Like, I don't want to be a chef. Mm. That's too exhausting for me. We were doing, like, 15 hours in culinary school making yeah. one croissant. No. Uh, and did it taste good at the end? Starbucks was way better, <laughs> like the one I had this morning. Um, but croissant, like again, like do you really want to be making croissants? Do you really want to be making mm. macaroons for twelve hours a day? No. So you realize you don't want to do it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Does it mean you still don't want to probably get into F and B? I don't think so. Yeah. So, anyways, my husband's very adventurous and he's a risk taker. So, um, he really got into food when we got together mm -hmm. a lot. He started cooking, just started exploring that idea and then um yeah he just pushed us and pushed us after we got married to start meeting consultants mm -hmm. to to look into food trucks and we did that and yeah Maiz was born about nine months after that nice so why did you go with like a Mexican concept so um I grew up my 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 cousins are Mexican my uncles married Mexicans mm -hmm. and um it was funny when they ended up getting divorced we would go to their side of Chicago mm -hmm which was called Cicero, and that's where the Mexicans lived. Mm -hmm. They had a very predominant community there. Mm -hmm. And you'd be sitting in the car waiting for them to come out, you know, pick them up on the weekend. And, like, a guy would come in a cart, and he would have, like, ilotes, which is the corn. Mm -hmm. And then another guy would come, like, like 30 minutes later with paletas, mm -hmm. which is the popsicles. And mm -hmm. then I will never forget the paletas one because you open it up, and there's, like, 
30 different colors and it was wow. these fresh popsicles that you'll I'll never find anything that tastes like yeah. them again because it's a memory right yeah. yeah of course and then you and then and 40 minutes later the guy would come with like a carne station tacos yeah. or something so when I moved so you're here you're like stay inside don't come out I'm awake on the <laughs> outside <laughs> You just know? live my life inside otherwise I'm going to be yeah. eating all yeah. day long yeah in this little Toyota car and I was like you know five years old six years old yeah but what an amazing concept though it's like I never had that. Beach Road on reverse right yeah, yeah you're the car outside <laughs> waiting for them to come to you yeah and these guys would walk around neighborhoods and neighborhoods all day long with these refrigerated or heated carts mm-hmm. wow. I actually haven't even seen them in Dubai mm. it's probably like a, a states thing but anyways um I kept coming back to really good Mexican like of course I will never forget this is so ironic the first meal I had when I got out of the taxi mm-hmm. in Dubai, mm-hmm. the first meal I had was Mexican. It was no El Chico's in yes. Jumeir. I think yes. it's still there in yeah. JBR. I'll never forget that. And and it just goes back to like, Americans, our shawarma is tacos. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, like Mexicans, when we say, oh, you know, Mexicans are a huge community in the States. It's not a joke. Like we are obsessed with burritos. We are obsessed with tacos. I love how she says we. <laughs> <laughs> we My people, are. the Jordanian Palestinian we American. Me- we're Mexicans. Mexicans. Americans. Through through. Americans are obsessed with Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. Even though they act like they don't. They're not. Um, so, yeah. So I just kept coming back to tacos. I told my husband, like, dude, like, there's not good tacos. And he was always saying, that's so basic. Yeah. And I'm like, I get that. Like, I get how you think it's basic. You know, at that point, I think Takata was coming up and yeah. stuff like that. I was like, we won't be Takata. We need to make everything from scratch, mm-hmm. just like the Mexicans. And I really don't remember the point where, because he wanted to do something very like, um, gastronomical yeah. like that's around the time also where truffle was a big thing yeah. and yeah. this and just all this chef's table all this kind yeah, of stuff all this yeah. like jargon around taking street food to another level yeah. yeah so I don't know how we came back to tacos to be very honest but okay. we did so I did the good. universe yeah <laughs> Luma's idea came first I, I don't let him <laughs> taking let no him credit for that no credit at all <laughs> um and then we had this amazing chef he's such a good friend now his name's Victor and he's Venezuelan and he just sat with us and literally said here's all of your different options of quality Literally from a guac in a can to like a Mexican avocado and then Mm -hmm. all that in between. And I remember we sat in this really nice restaurant and he had set up presentations of everything from chilies to salsas to rice, literally every component Mm -hmm. of your recipes. I said, this is how we begin. Um, And then after that, we'll start cooking. And and then the, the one thing me and Haider said straight up, like, like this is green, you know, this color's green. Like I know that we said... Every single thing has to be fresh, non-frozen, no preservatives, Mm -hmm. no hormones. This is how we, when I go to Zuma, I know that's what I'm getting in Zuma and I'm paying the price for it. So the only question left to ask was, is it possible? Yeah. He said, yeah, it's totally possible. Is the food cost okay? Yeah, totally. Do it. So the only question was left was like, why the hell is 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 everyone not doing this? Oh, the reason why is because if if the average food cost in Dubai right now is 25%, Mm -hmm. They want more. They want, yeah. they want, they want theirs down to 15%. Yeah. Which is insane. Do you know what that means? That means it's like, all due respect to your dog. Mm. I have two dogs. I wouldn't feed that chicken to a dog. Yeah. I wouldn't feed that meat to a dog. I've been into some kitchens where I'm just like detoxing for three months. I'm never eating out <laughs> oh, again. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Food trucks where I was just like, this, this is, is disgusting. This is unreal. This is why COVID-19 is out right now. <laughs> You heard it here first. 
Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it goes into so many different topics of like, is it even worth it? Do people even know? And yeah. and the reason why is because you just genuinely don't know what people are serving you because of all the shit they put on top of it. Yeah. But at least we're staying true to our ethos and why we did this. Yeah. And, and you've done that since day one. Since day one. Yeah. Even with the central kitchen. So first we were a food truck. And when you're a food truck, you don't have your own kitchen. You have to work through a central kitchen. Mm-hmm. There's contracts in place, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. So when we did that... Um, we had to have them sign contracts yeah. saying when we're sleeping and they're cooking for us and yeah. delivering the food the next day, it all better be what we're paying for. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how it went from there. And then um, Maiz grew and grew. We started as a food truck. I was the cashier. So if you ever came to Kite Beach, that's actually you did. Yeah. Wow, you that's met. Yeah. We met actually. Yeah. Funny story is because I she was in a she was the waitress slash cashier at the truck. Um, in Al Sarkal. No, I met you exactly. So I met you months after we launched uh-huh. at the first pop up, um, pop up mm. uh, of of a kiosk that we had built yeah. shortly yeah. after we launched, and it was at uh, Good Vibes Market. Yeah, in, in, in Al Sarkal. Yeah. yeah, three yeah. years ago. Yeah. So and I went and like I was ordering the food and like we're talking and I'm like, oh, there's a human being that actually talks behind the <laughs> counter because that's no. not existent. Yeah. And then we kicked it up. We, and we clicked started, right away. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, all right, here's my Instagram. Here's my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we like we like immediately. And that clicked. was it instantly. You know, that's like vibes immediately, yeah. right? And At the like, good vibes market. Exactly. You heard heard it here first. Exactly. And I was like. <laughs> That girl's cool. Like I'm sure yeah. she has a story. And then we, we we met up and we started. We talked for like fucking four hours straight. Like literally, I told her my secret life story within like five seconds of meeting her. <laughs> but again, that goes back to like being able to connect with somebody. Yeah. If I wasn't there, that that interaction would wouldn't have not happened. Ever have happened? Yeah. And I mean, I could have left my other work that I was. Do- I could have stayed in my other work that I was doing and not focused on this, but I think Maize's path would have been completely different. Um, yeah, I think seeing you and your husband, till today, you guys, I see you always in the restaurants, I see you in the pop-ups, you guys are always there, and I think that's key. Yeah, it's part of the brand, right? Yes. Sage is having a bit of fun over there. Yeah, it's totally part of the brand, and um, if it wasn't that way, I don't know how much success we would have had. had. Yeah. I'm saying mostly in the beginning, because in the beginning, you knew that every weekend when you were sunbathing at Kite Beach and there was an event or whatever, whatever it was, you were going to find Haider and Luma there and Mm. it was going to be great and you're going to have a chat and it it would be lovely. Yeah. Whereas, um, I can't say I go into many coffee shops and restaurants and I have that relationship or or experience with anybody that works there, let alone the owners. You just don't feel that soul, right? Like when we first Mm. went to Maiz, like Mm. I felt that energy as I walked in. Mm. I felt something different than the usual places that you'll go to in Dubai. It feels a bit soulless, right? Because everybody wants to do an F&B concert. Everyone. But they're not necessarily actually the right people to do it. Everybody and their mom. Yeah. Yeah. When I was on Dubai, I yesterday, no, not last time, sorry, the the time before, because I had found a video the other day someone sent it to me and one of the guys on there I think he was from Virtue Zone he was like oh yeah you know I also love F&B I know one day I'm gonna get into it and the real question you have to ask yourself is how like how bad do you want it because yeah. it's shit yeah, yeah. yeah I was in F&B and I shut that business down like yeah. it wasn't yeah. for me so I'm like nah you've no, got to you. really want it right you gotta want it so bad and you have to really believe in why you're doing it passion like you have to be you have to be in love passionately devoted to yeah. it right and nobody's devoted that much you know no. everybody just wants is devoted to the money that's and it and is the hardest to get money from yeah. because your margins are really low the right? worst yeah the worst 
Yeah, so it's one of the hardest industry to make a lot of profit in. Also, look at the options around us in Dubai. There's like a restaurant popping up every time we blink. Yeah, yeah. this is not, and I repeat, <laughs> not the time to get into F&B in yeah. Dubai. This yeah. is not the time. Yeah. Um, no matter what you hear, I mean, nobody will come out and say it. Like, maybe you'll say it on a podcast. Would you say it on the radio? Probably not. Like, everything's so censored here, not yeah. in terms of government, yeah. in terms of actual opinion. <laughs> About real, truth. right? Yeah. yeah that, should I post it on Instagram yesterday where I was like, oh, blah, 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 ladies, you know, this is what you have to hear yeah. right now. It's not about being relevant on Instagram or social or who's talking about you. Nobody says that. Everyone's like, oh my God, Women's Day, amazing, yay. Um, X, Y, Z, top 10 list by this company that it's obvious they all advertised in your magazine for the yeah. last oh my god 10 years Those cringe, right? on that no yeah. no no. and i feel like i was in the maldives and you know three people this list came out and three people messaged me and haram their intentions were pure they weren't trying to make me sad or bring me down but they were like oh my god i was so shocked you weren't on here or why like, is this girl on here yeah. because you but haven't it, paid for the advertisement but it brought me down it brought oh, really? me down one t- and this is why I'm, I want to talk about this. I don't know how many people will hear this or whatever is it affected me, yeah. me, Luma, the one who is never affected, who doesn't give a shit about how much weight I gain or how much this or how much people are talking about me yeah. or how many people come to my restaurant because I'm, I'm so sure of, yeah. of what I'm putting out in the universe. And then I see this list and I see the people on the list and I'm proud of some of them and the others I'm just like, what are you doing? What there? the fuck? Like I've been grinding for yeah. three years. But I didn't see you on the line. I didn't. What do you, you've been in the business for two months? Like, <laughs> how have how, you? Got how are there? we apples? And you know what I mean. And then it got to me, and it, to a point where I'm sitting there in the Maldives, in the most gorgeous place on earth, and I had put Isla to bed, my baby, and me and my husband are just sitting there in the pool, and he's like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "This and this and that," and he's like, "Ew." <laughs> <laughs> you needed that slap of reality. Yeah, just like what you guys said, and I was like, "No, you don't get it. Like, this means something to me. Like, I, 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 I feed off of people recognizing my, you know, my success." And mm. no, like, no, whatever. He's like, "But my ease is killing it. Exactly. Like, like who why cares are you what some stupid list? Who cares says? what this list says?" And I'm like, "Of course, I made it about me. Like, no, 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 no. You don't get it. Like, these are my feelings." Yeah. Had a cocktail. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and then a few days later. I kept seeing the same stuff and his words kept playing in my head. And that's literally the first thing you guys said. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't even know the context of the story. And then I was just like, screw that. Like all these girls that are in my boat that feel the same exact way that have been grinding more than anybody else. They probably feel the same way I feel right now. They feel like, why isn't anyone talking about me? Why yeah. isn't anyone seeing me? Seeing me? Yeah. yeah. I don't need to be on a list, but why aren't you seeing, seeing me? me? Yeah. I posted that. Of course, you were one of the people that messaged me. You guys, I got like 30 messages yeah. from women being like, oh my God, thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, people are done with the filtered, super perfect shit. We're yeah. done with that, right? That's why, so. that's why we started this, right? Yeah, the whole We're idea. We're done with pretending like everything is perfect and so finished all the time because it's not, it's mm-hmm. real. You know, but. we need to talk about some real shit. And, and that's the truth. Like the market over here right now for events, for example, for awards, it's bullshit. We get emails Let's all- Let's talk about it. Yeah, like we are. Let's go. You know, how many emails do you get? Come and we, my East Tackles have been nominated for an award to book your seat. 
All right. It's a thousand dollars per seat. Okay. But, but you need to book a table. Minimum 10. And 10 people, right? You know, we get this in the smash room all the fucking time. We posted it actually that we said, thank you, but no, thank you. We, re- we posted our email that we respond back to these people where we say the smash room is not into the business of buying our own awards. Story time. You know, story time. Yeah. One of the biggest magazines ever called biggest magazines called <laughs> us and, um, you know, they yeah. do their sales part whatever and we had just opened the new restaurant in JLT Mm -hmm. literally kind of similar story to this Mm -hmm. and um at that time I hadn't had a PR company um but they had tried us many times and yeah they they liked us they picked us up or whatever on a few occasions within the last two years so they did the sales thing you know and I saw the emails and I saw I saw the emails and I hadn't responded to them I was still heavily pregnant and we were opening up the restaurant any day now Long story short, one of them come to the restaurant the first week we opened. Three weeks later, they write the shittiest review. Of course. They want to get your attention. Do they? Mm. Wait, 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 wait. They write the shittiest review ever. They said, you might as well have stayed on a truck. Um, The food is better there. I personally disagree. Well, of course. But, But that's fine. So then the other guy who doesn't know about the article that works in the sales division messages again. I don't know how we got my WhatsApp. Oh, no, he emails. He emails again. And he goes, hey, guys, we have an offer. $1,000 for a full page spread, blah, blah, blah. You know. So my husband goes very, my husband's very cheeky. So he replies back, thank you so much for your offer. That's awesome. Um, We will never be advertising and paying for such um, space in a magazine that gave us a horrible review. review. How would that look? Mm. Thank you anyways for the opportunity, period. <laughs> Literally. Four days later. Great review. <laughs> Three weeks oh, later. Man. Great review. One month later. Great review. They featured us, this magazine, in three months, maybe <laughs> eight times. Wow. And let's be real. If you're a magazine they reader, really the you, thousand dollars. That's so weird that they wrote a horrible review and then a month later a Sunday no, doing... No, and like then days. They would, we would write about the DIY box. It would be featured. We would write about wow. um, about our new menu items. They were would be hustling featured. They for were hustling. you hard. Yeah. That and $1,000, girl. <laughs> they needed it bad. Because yeah. who's reading magazines I now, think, right? I think <laughs> how it works, it goes back to what Hiba said. I think they wanted to sell the space. And then, then that would later lead to them selling the awards. Yeah. Um, which just happened now. You know, their awards just happened now. So I think like... For me, maybe at the time I was like, oh, maybe they got another editor editor yeah. to come try the restaurant and and he was happy with the food. And then I realized sad story. Yeah. I realized no. No. It was all um a formula. Yeah. And strategy. the formula was to It's a sales formula. Fix. Yeah. That's it. That's it. They're That's just trying to get the money. We fell for it the first year. Really? In, those, in the uh um the smash room. We fell for it the first year. And then after that we were like Nope. <laughs> Fuck you. We, we will not be doing yeah, that again. We don't, we'll do that. Every, time, every time we get invited to all these fake yeah. entrepreneurship awards, like Star Entrepreneurship of the Year, Best New Startup of the Year, blah, 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 blah. If I'm you're like, not Gary V, piss off. Yeah, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> no. You know what I mean? If you're not Gary handing me an award. <laughs> I'm not interested. Yeah. yeah. Come and buy your table. You want him to see you. That's the list you're looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried to. I did that. Did you guys see when he came? Yes, yes. I did that video where yeah. I posted that video. <laughs> 
didn't see it, but I got a picture no with him. No shame, girl. No next, shame. Next time. I, this I like the next time, right? I literally followed his ass all over the convention, and I did end up getting like a little selfie. You did with it. Him running away. Yeah, that's the hustler in her. Exactly. Yeah, because I followed. His I ass. will get that photo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you so, know, you touched on a very cool topic. You said we were opening the new restaurant, and I was heavily pregnant. Yeah. Uh huh. How's motherhood, Luma? How was pregnancy? Take us through that. Yeah. Like some real shit. Because when we met you in the restaurant, when me and Gabby came there, we asked, and the whole idea of how having you on this podcast came is because we were like, so how is uh, motherhood? And you were like, oh, let me tell you. And we got like a very nice uncensored version. And I'm like, women need to know fucking this shit. Yeah, why yeah. didn't anyone tell my ass? All right, what didn't they tell you? Exclusive. Tell us. Um... Uh, firstly, <laughs> pregnancy is the worst thing that can happen to 50% of women. Okay. Let me tell you why. Because of the death-like symptoms that will take over your body within the first few weeks of your fetus and all that stuff happening inside of your body. So no one tells you that. Okay. They tell you that there is something called morning sickness and you might throw up and you might not throw up and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then you sit here and try to convince yourself that you're not that 50% (laughs) and you're going to be fine and you feel amazing and oh my God, I'm pregnant. And then it hits. The realization. Just like that. How you far wake into up one pregnancy day. were you when that happened? I think it was like, I found out I was pregnant very early on. I found okay. out, I think, um, the next three day. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks after I, um, we conceived, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the timing thing. So I found out and um, I was like super happy. The, I, the irony of it, I found out I was pregnant on the day of my best friend's baby shower. Oh, no way. Um, which was super weird. Um, <laughs> and then it was all like happy days. You're super excited. You can't believe it because like yeah. the story of that is just another story. That's another day. Um, <laughs> Part two coming very soon. Yeah. The prequel. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, you're super excited. And then, you know, jokes aside, you do convince yourself, like, it's not going to be me. Like, my mom never had morning sickness. Like, it's going to be fine. (laughs) And then literally, weeks later, maybe four or five weeks into your pregnancy, you might wake up (laughs) thinking it's the last day on earth. (laughs) For yourself. Yes. Um, The feeling is unlike any feeling I've ever had. She hasn't died yet. So she doesn't know. Had anybody told you anything like this before? No, they tell you, oh my God, morning sickness is so bad. Do they tell you what it's going to happen? Do they tell you it feels like you are at Six Flags Great America going on a roller coaster (laughs) for the moment you open your eyes till the moment you close your eyes? They don't tell you that. So for me, it was just like um, the the descent. So Mm. all of your senses become apparently heightened, apparently, but nobody tells you what happens to your nose. Probably in your mind, your nose has grown tenfold and can pick up every scent, like every scent (laughs) you have ever thought of in your life happens. And you start hating your husband because of his smell <laughs> and the neighbors. And if you have a helper, your dogs, I abandoned my, you saw yeah. when you came over. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Cause I was pregnant. Cause I have a dog and I didn't want to be near him. And she was like, you're so mean to him. And I was just like, I'm not going to tell you that I can smell his past. odor. Yeah. His past. What did his past smell like? Just horrible. So... That was the worst part of my pregnancy. That was the worst part. And it lasted for exactly 10 weeks. I had more hiccups, unfortunately, which um, 
are due to like some complications and mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Everything ended up going great. Okay. Um, alhamdulillah, thank God in the end. Did you have um, a preemie? I did have a preemie. So yeah. something, again, I'm one of those people that is super optimistic, mm-hmm. loves life. You won't find me down too much. But I also have a lot of shitty luck that happens to yeah. me. Like I'll be the 1%. So, like, if you hear of a 1% story in your mind, you're like, that it's, probably happened to it. Luma. <laughs> Let's go ask Luma if that happened to her. So, this is what happened with my pregnancy. I go to a wedding in Italy, my best friend's wedding. I didn't miss it. It was amazing. She moved up the wedding so that I can make it. Mm-hmm. That's a nice friend. That's an yeah, amazing very nice friend. friend. Yeah. And how far pregnant are you at this point? At this point, I when I left, I yeah. was, like, at the end of six months. Okay. So, by the time I got back, I was, like, seven months yeah. pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And came back. It was amazing. At that point, me and my husband, when we came back, we were sleeping in different rooms because I just really needed my space. Mm. And it was very uncomfortable to go to sleep because I also have scoliosis. Okay. Minor scoliosis. So, and I'm very small and petite. So I had a big, big belly and it was really hurting my back. So I needed to be like in my own space. Like no one mess with me. Mm-hmm. Like it can get bad. <laughs> Just get away from me. Just the scent alone. Yeah, poor guy. Um, long story short, we're watching TV one day in my room, mm-hmm. and he goes, "I like how she says my room." It was it my was- room at the time. <laughs> yeah. Was he invited room. in? Oh yeah, he was always with me. Haram, he was always with me watching TV. <laughs> and he looks at me, he goes, "Did you just pee yourself?" Oh no! I'm like, of course not. I've never peed myself. And then I get up and oh. ASMR style. Um, and my water broke. Wow. Yeah, at 30 weeks. Oh, my. Yeah, so that's something that should never, ever, ever happen. Um, so we obviously panicked. We went a little bit crazy. Like, this, how is this happening? This is super scary. Sorry, it was 31 weeks. This shouldn't go on, whatever. Go straight to the hospital. My doctor's out of town for one month. Oh, awesome. They're like, listen, we're just going to check. They checked my water had really broken. And they said, okay, um, we need to monitor you. The doctor came in the next morning. She goes, this is something called a ruptured membrane. Literally happens to 1% of women. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, it's Luma again. She manifests this shit, guys. It's yeah. her limiting belief. Literally. And they're like, but you know, we're just going to keep going, going. The baby will come naturally in 40, 48 hours. That's just what happens when this happens. Not to Luma. <laughs> um, so don't worry. Like the neonatal guy will come in. She'll stay in the, you know, the NICU for two weeks mm-hmm. and you'll go home. Like it'll be fine. Okay. 48 hours pass. Nothing changes. 72 hours. Four days. Five days. Come back after five days. They're like, you are the 1% of the 1%. <laughs> there is no percent for you. Yes. So you are going to be this person that in England, basically this person goes home um, and midwives come and check on them every single day because, you know, obviously medical bills there are very different. There is no insurance here. Here, they don't even have midwives that can come and check on you. So I had to stay in city for three weeks. Wow. Which can I just say shout out to city hospital. Oh, my God. I hear they're the best uh, pregnancy hospital. Oh, my God. I could have stayed for three more weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're my friends. Yeah. They come to my house, the midwives. Um, they're just the loveliest people. They made my stay. You know, I was alone. My mom My mom takes care of my dad. He's quite ill. So I was alone just with my husband, who was honestly the best guy in the world. Like, he made it, made me feel, like, just so comfortable, and his family as well. And, yeah, after three, week, after three weeks, four weeks, we had hit 35-week gestation, and they said she's got to come out now. 
خلاص enough yeah. like she's you know shriveling up like they yeah. you know they get the water yeah. just goes away so yeah they induced me you should see her face right now <laughs> it's ducked right down <laughs> thinking yeah. when you indu- yeah. come on thinking it's gonna happen then 26 hours <gasps> later as if like as if i needed any more like the cherry on top My yeast was opening the next, that my yeast had opened. So yeah. my doctor, the night she came back eventually. <laughs> After that month vacation. Yeah, she came she, back. You were waiting for her, right? Was that your intention? <laughs> the baby was like, I am only going out with the best in town. Sorry. We kind of made mama wait. I'm glad we did though. Like obviously in hindsight, I, at some point, like I say, oh, those, that nausea period was the worst period of my life. But at some point, like. Like the first few few days, you're fine. You're like, okay, like the baby's gonna come. Then you realize you don't know. Like, so you get mm. so, you don't know if it's gonna be the next week. It ended up being three weeks. <laughs> so, you don't, that's, I think, was super frustrating. Yeah. But obviously, when I saw her and then she did have to go to NICU for five days, I was like, damn, I could have waited another four weeks because yeah. you don't never wanna see mm-hmm. your baby like that of ever, course. ever, yeah. ever. Thankfully, Isla's a very, very strong girl and she only stayed for five days. She was Good supposed girl. to stay for 10 days. So, Amazing. she stayed for a few days only. And, When they tell you it is a love that you have never ever felt before, felt or could have drunk, imagined, imagined yeah. they are a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. They are not lying. Like I will die for this thing. Yeah. You know, I will literally, if you tell me right now, this is the best way I can, I know this is pretty yeah. dark, but I'm just going <laughs> to take you here. Like yeah. if you told me right now, you got to go. Yeah. You gotta be deceased yeah. for this human. Would you go? I'll be like, yes. Yeah. Let's go. You're saying that with such a big smile on Because your face. Because that's yeah. the only way I can tell anybody. Like, How you can describe before it. Before I, I wouldn't have died for anyone. My mom, who I love more than anyone. I, I want to live. Like, if you gotta go, I love you, but you gotta go. <laughs> my husband, same. I wouldn't have died for my husband. But now. Like, now for this human, I will, if you want to, do you want to take this? Take it. Yeah. You want, you want my leg? Do you want my arm? Like, what do you want? I will do anything for her. Okay, amazing. Um, and I think that's the best way to describe it. So that is not bullshit when they tell you it's the best love you'll ever have and whatever. Um, it, is it hard? Yeah, it's, it's hard, but it's not, also it's not as hard as they say it is. Like, mm-hmm. I think we are all made different. We all yeah. come from different cloths. We all were brought up different. We have different mm-hmm. mothers, different aunts, different grandmas. So the way as humans we're conditioned to seeing and dealing with emotions, that's all maybe from the past, yeah. right? It's yeah. your upbringing, your mm-hmm. adolescence. Um, okay, my mom was a hustler. Yes, she had four kids. She did it all by herself, no help. My dad was always working, whatever. Never complain, never, 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 never complain. Nice. Did I turn out the same? I don't know, my sister complains a lot. So I, I think that like, she has, also has four kids. So do I believe that it, I turned out just like my mom? It's 50-50. Yeah. But what I do believe is that I've been through a lot of shit in my life, like a lot of really messed up shit. And I've always been the person that was like fight or flight. Yeah. Like I never, you know, wallowed in my pain. Yeah. And that could also be very unhealthy as well. But of course. Um, what I realized in motherhood is I'm not going to be that girl. I'm sorry that yeah. there are those girls around. And I know we all, like I said, I, I said it before, like we all come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. We deal with emotions very differently. And our mindset is very, very different. But... 
I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this with say, it, girl, this all is the, the passion. Show. We want you to say it. You can is that you can fucking have it all. You can have it all. Yeah. You can work and mm-hmm. be happy. Mm-hmm. You can have a newborn baby. You can go to the gym yeah. two weeks later if you want to. Like you can eat burgers all day in bed. You can go on vacation after a few months. You can start a new business when you're pregnant. You can literally have it all. You're limitless. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You know, Luma, I always say that mothers are the worst marketers for motherhood. You know, every mother I ever meet. Wow. How are you doing? Oh my God, it's so hard. I haven't even washed my hair, you know, and that fucking turns me off. Like, I just mouthed bitch why you know? your face. really like they're like it's so it's, exhausting I had so many friends get babies and then they don't have time and it always turned me off like I said I when I was 16 you. that I don't want to have kids because I raised a whole lot of nieces and nephews I know you did yeah. my niece is just one year younger than me so I had a huge responsibility right. from the age of like one yeah. <laughs> you know and for me I always said I don't want kids but you know what is affirms me today is that it's the mothers. I've not met a mother that comes to me and I say, how's motherhood? Oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever had. It's amazing. Nothing changes. All they tell you is life changes and life becomes miserable. So if that's, you're, not that's, true. The, if that's the marketing Sorry. pitch that you're giving me and I'm giving you know, other women that maybe are unsure about having kids, that just turns you the fuck off. And that upsets me so much mm. because... I don't believe right now in the world we should be having like four kids each. I'm going to tell you that straight up. That yeah. would be a lot because we all have to work now and whatever. And then and they're expensive, right? Especially here, right? Yeah. So we don't have education here paid for. So if I have four kids and they're all in high school at one point, That's I'm going days. to be bankrupt. <laughs> Where tacos? How many tacos do I have to sell? <laughs> like It's not physically possible. Oh, yeah. um, but the process itself, like I say, like, I love my husband mm-hmm. and I hope we are together forever. You know, marriage is very, very hard. But I would go back in that story. We've been together for eight years and through the bumps and whatever. And I would go back and even even at times when I wasn't sure I would have had a baby with him. Yeah, because that baby is is everything. That mm-hmm. baby mm-hmm. is everything. I tell my single friends who are dying to have a baby and they're maybe around 40 years old. I say just do it just have a baby yeah and i'm a religious i'm a conservative muslim you know and um i didn't believe before in having a baby alone or not being married now i do and i know that's a very Mm. powerful statement Mm. and Mm. i understand massively powerful it's very powerful and and i know it's maybe my passion as well getting a hold of me but like they're fucking amazing (laughs) um and you don't need anyone else after yeah and I know that's crazy, but yeah. you don't. I don't need my husband anymore. I love my husband in my life. I don't need him. But before I thought I needed him. Yeah, that's very don't. unhealthy. You yeah. don't need anyone else. No. Um, you actually only need your mind to be clean and healthy. And you need a support system around you that love you, respect you, and see you for you. Family would be amazing because there's bonds with families yeah. that we don't really have with everybody. And if your partner encourages you as a human being, as an individual, supports you, sees you, respects you, then you would probably want them in your life. Yeah. Do you need them in your life? No. no. I don't think you need anybody yeah. in, in your life. Yeah. I need my mom, though, I feel. But I don't think I need a man or a friend. 
If really? that makes sense, no, I don't. I think we've been conditioned to need a lot of people, right? I, I think the word need as a whole, you shouldn't yeah. need anything in life. You shouldn't need money. You shouldn't yeah. need you shouldn't anything, need money yeah. right? Sure. You should already have it within, within you. you. you yeah. know? So that sense of congruence, that sense of gratitude, that sense of abundance. Appreciation of yourself. Exactly. So everything is within at the end, end game, right? Yeah. So baby came. You now have the second location or just, what is it? Well, the new location. Yeah. Right? And you guys have the food trucks. And the kiosks for and catering. And the kiosks. Yeah. And what are you doing like other than that? Because I know you do a hundred things. Yeah. So, um, sorry. Isla's now six months in a few days. Mm -hmm. So she came the day after we opened. It was like a nice little roller coaster. I know I met you guys throughout that time. Like, yeah. oh my God, what are you doing here? Even I think was the first yeah. thing you yeah. said. And I said the same thing. Um, no one expected me to be there. I couldn't stay away. Fortunately, like Hiba, I live five minutes from from the restaurant. Yeah. I live right here. So it was very easy to get to. And I was going crazy. I'm the kind of person that I think I see myself in you guys a lot, which is why I love you guys so much, is you're kind of not going to be the person that just sits on your ass yeah. and do does nothing. Yeah. Um, and and that's where we go back to your point of saying um, motherhood is not negative it's not dark it's not i can't work anymore there's shitty parts about it yeah. where if you need to go back to the corporate world and you need to keep your lights on you have to work the hours they ask you to work yeah, so they can pay shit. you your salary yeah. and i get that part of it when the mom complains about that mm -hmm. because she has x amount of time with her baby i'm telling you that is fucked up yeah i'm fortunate that i am my own boss i mm -hmm. make my own schedule isla came to work with me for two months yeah um and which no one's not realistic in any other no kind of corporate world which sucks that yeah. part sucks yeah there's no sugarcoating it if they complain about that there's no sugarcoating it um so yeah i hustled and i went in as much as i can and i'm like uh, event season started yeah. yes and the only way for us to kill it and see numbers that you wouldn't see as a new brick and mortar, bricks and mortar, is by taking on catering gigs. Mm. I remember when I launched, and I know I told you this mm -hmm. before, I was sitting in a consultancy, do not recommend those guys, um, <laughs> a table this large that we're sitting on, and it was all men. And I was like, oh, by the way, like when I launch the truck, I'm going to launch catering within a few months. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> cracking up and at this you. This is how he sat. So I'm going to sit with my leg crossed. He sat like this. You're fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? You're fucking crazy. Can you just focus on your truck for now? Limited mindset right there. And I'm like, no, no, you don't get it. Like the structure's in place. Like I'll just go to Satwa and build a kiosk mm. in two months and I'll go to people's backyards. Yeah. I'm the demographic. I know it's needed. Oh my God, you're crazy. Two months after Kite Beach, I went to Satwa, my husband, hmm. who after I talked his ear off, went to Satwa, built me a kiosk and I did catering in people's backyards. And, you know, I gave a big middle finger to those guys. But most importantly, the point is, is that... Um, you need to fucking keep grinding. You said you do a lot. Yeah, I do a lot. And you have to. That's the only way you're going to succeed right now. Yeah. In F&B. Yeah. You see a lot of people, you know, people say, oh, you're hoeing yourself out on every delivery platform. They need to do that. Yeah. 
Something needs to keep the lights on. Just because we're all struggling doesn't mean the landlords are reducing the rent. No, of course. You've, or, still got, you've got to try harder, right? You've got to do things differently. Yeah. So so catering was a very big, amazing part of our um, of our uh, strategies this these last few months. And we did a lot of awesome events as well. We did Good Vibes Market, where yeah. I saw you guys. Yes. Um, which is hands down the best event agreed in the three years that we've participated in events including i'm sorry gtcm events yeah um the commercials are okay like it's not the cheapest thing but also it is the cheapest in the market so kudos to them yeah um patrick and his wife kenza organization is unreal Mm -hmm. and they only choose a few vendors and we all succeed i love that yeah. All of us. Yeah. And at your PL at the end of the month, that's that's why you're able to do more cool things. So I launched a few new cool things. I launched a, like a taqueria box, like a yes. DIY box, which is doing amazing. Um, I also, now I'm actually in the next few weeks launching my cooking classes again. Yay. Amazing. We will be coming. Of course you will. I'll, I'll invite you guys to want to come and try it out, like test out the new space and the new kitchen. Yeah. Um, and that's also going to be something good again for me to keep myself very much in the game. Yeah. Um, keep my ease relevant. Yeah. And then now me and my husband are working on building an indoor um, kiosk so we can do indoor catering. Amazing. I like that. Um, like a little stand. Yeah. I can literally yeah. roll it into your house. Can oh. look sexy. Yeah, can that is so Dubai because, because summer we is coming, right? Summer, yeah. summer. Yeah. So, but you, Dubai, we entertain a lot, right? You have like crazy. people coming in all the time. Friend, that's how we hang out. We hang out around food and oh, being yeah. together, yeah. right? That's oh, just yeah. how we are culturally. And it's not realistic for the summer to come and all of us not do anything anymore. That's true. Yeah. And the like last people two, want stuff. Yeah. And the DIY box is awesome. I just feel like, unfortunately, people still are not there yet. Yeah. Like. I think we should be booking like 50 a week and yeah. you know it's super affordable it's high-end food and you just set it up at home in the easiest way with instructions but people still want everyone to do everything Don't get for it, them. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, the, just, it's that convenience right dubai way like is yeah. there someone coming to make the tacos with the box yeah yeah, yeah I actually maybe that's have an that. added service yeah Can I ask you that oh my god all the time i love it but we have something called the chef's catering which okay. i have one this weekend booked and basically a chef goes into your kitchen and does it all and he does it all and um the age of convenience yeah. people want it private chef yeah Amazing. So yeah, that's what we have going on. And we are now testing a few um, cloud concepts Woo. on Deliveroo. Yeah, we, awesome. have, we have one that's doing really, really well. Um, Ooh, I'm we're keeping it a secret, yes. secret brand for now. Of course, I'll tell you guys off air. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think that's just sustainability, right? Like I love it. Just trying to stay relevant Evolve. and keeping the lights on, yes. like they say, and progressing through the tough times. It's been a very, very, very tough year and a yeah. half. Yeah. But you're here. Yeah, and you're, you're making it. You're yeah. kicking ass. You can't give up, right? Yes. So FNB, FNB is not like service-based industries. Like, yeah. unfortunately, the return is, uh, it takes a lot longer. But why we see a lot of restaurants closing down is because they say, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. I'm this done. is tough. Yeah. I need to hang in there for a few more years. And if you do hang in there, I swear to God, if you yeah. look at the ones succeeding, they all just hung in, hung in there in for the, a little bit longer. Times, yeah. Well, so, your why is big enough, right? Yeah. That's why you're still doing so well. Exactly. Yeah. 
So Loma, we always end every episode by giving people like a thing to do. So for you, who's like a mom, an entrepreneur, a fucking badass, okay. what do you think is that one thing that people have to do to can I stay the long haul? In business generally, right? In life. In life. In any, in life. It's just like a challenge to yeah. say, what Go can you do to like do anything? My thing is if, if what I'm seeing a lot of, and I hope this is not too gloomy, is I'm seeing a lot of people really, really lately around me and publicly um, struggling with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And that comes in different forms and sizes yes. and shapes. So it could be something as small yeah. as anxiety, which I, I, I have anxiety. Um, after I had the mm-hmm. baby, I got, I got anxiety, which is ironic. Um, yeah, I can fix it. Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> to something as great as bipolar yeah. um, syndrome or schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, paranoia. Yeah. It's another so big what's one. What's your advice? Is seek help. Seek help. There's okay. no shame in it. Just go and seek help mm-hmm. because the most important thing in the world we always say is our positivity and being optimistic and being happy and go be happy and go find your passion. But there's a reason, there's a, a big reason when you look around you why some people are struggling so much is because. In our part of the world, there's no one saying, hey, I got you. Let's go to this clinic. I know this amazing therapist. You know, you've been down for too long. Um, you're sad. You're this. You're not succeeding at work. Mm-hmm. All of these things all go back to your mental health. Um, to go see an average therapist in, on Jumeirah Beach Road, you have to pay a thousand dirhams an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big dispensable income. So um, I just feel like right now is a time where people are speaking more about their mental mm-hmm. um, illnesses yeah. or health. And it's totally normal to get right. Yeah. You need to get right yeah. to be able to accomplish something as simple as waking up and having a great day. And I think that's what I would like to say to people. I never, ever in my life thought I would preach mental health. But around me, I feel like. You know, I'm going to be having some real conversations in the next few months with people where, you know, I want them to have an amazing life. And I know that, you know, they need to kind of look within and see how they can help themselves. Amazing. Awesome. So we'd like to thank you for being yes. on our podcast. Our Uma. first official guest, exactly. right? Yeah. I'm honored. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for, you for being sharing here. your wisdom and telling us some fucking truths. Yeah. And being truths. our fucking human. Yes. Our first one. The coolest. You guys are going to go so far with this. It's so awesome. Thank, thank you for you so, having me. Thank you so much. Yay. We can go on and on, but we're going to have to wrap it up here. Otherwise, this episode is never going to end. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. Head over to at Fumans Talk, which is F-U-M-A-N-S Talk. Tell us what you like and make sure you share, like and review our podcast. Also, stay tuned for new episodes every Monday. Until Until next time, time, namaste Fumans. Fumans.